Hi everyone, I'm John Offred, I'm a broadcaster based in the UK and welcome to Different Minds, a podcast series that looks at neurodiversity, the different ways our brains can work and interpret information. Today we're going to talk about hypnotherapy and the mind. I'm delighted to be joined by a hypnotherapist and psychotherapist, Julia Daly from Kent in the United Kingdom. Julia, welcome to the show. Hello, thanks for having me. No worries. How, how's, uh, how's the weather down there today? Uh, scorching. <laughs> nice, nice. So just tell us um, how you're finding lockdown at the minute, because we're recording this mid-August in 2020. Yeah, h- how are you finding things? Yeah, we're a little way into lockdown, aren't we now? And it's beginning to ease off a little bit. It was um, an adjustment at the time. I was actually away on a big Indonesian trip and just managed to get back by one of the last flights. I was very lucky to get home safely um, and then had to adapt to seeing people on Zoom and Skype. Um, I also teach yoga. So uh, there's been a process of adaptation, but I'm safe and well and uh, we're nothing if not adaptable. So yeah, it's been working out fine. That's great to hear. So Julia, what is hypnotherapy? So lots of people have a misconception of, of hypnotherapy. It's quite common for people to you know, I've seen stage hypnotists or, or something on TV, and they tend to think that it's somebody taking control of your mind and making you do things that you don't want to do. So therapeutic hypnotherapy rather than a stage hypnosis is really about um, a relaxation that the therapist talks the client into, and any client can get into uh, a reasonable level of relaxation that would be the, the right amount to achieve the desired outcomes and when your body relaxes physically your subconscious mind somewhat opens to suggestions so you can use that to plant positive suggestions you can also use your subconscious mind to go back into past experiences and release any past um, negative emotions and you can use it for forward pace things as well. So would it be true to say that we're all we've all been raised and educated, certainly in the UK, as if the subconscious mind doesn't doesn't exist? It's not something that we often talk about. Yeah. So it, yes, it does definitely exist. You know, if you if you've ever had a a, a very uh, strong nightmare or a dream, when you wake up the next morning, the feelings that you feel are as if that experience is real. You know, the emotions feel like they're real, even though you know it was a dream. So that's your subconscious mind. When we're dreaming, we're usually processing stuff that's happened or stuff that we're uh, concerned about or looking forward to in the future. And it can always sometimes be jumbled up into one. But it's it just shows you that the power of the subconscious mind, if you can imagine something, then you can feel the feelings. So that's how hypnotherapy works. It taps into that um, almost the memory, the imagination that's part of the subconscious. What happens in a hypnotherapy session? When a client comes to me on the first appointment, we go through an initial consultation. And this is something that I've developed and evolved over years to ask all the right questions. So because it's hypnotherapy and psychotherapy, we're talking about past experiences, what the issue is that they've come to see me uh, for, what their family relationships are like, any, any traumas in the past, and to kind of agree on goals that we want to achieve. And each client obviously is different, so it's about personalising their treatment to suit them. And everybody, you know, responds in a different way. We all learn in a different way. So once we do the hypnotherapy, they recline in a chair and I talk them down to a relaxation, but we've already agreed on what they want to achieve. 
So it might be that we go back in their imagination to a past experience and we do some metaphor work to imagine um, a shape or a colour or a symbol that represents that feeling and where that would be inside or outside of your body. And if you can picture it and imagine it, you can actually see it being released. It might be released from something negative into, I don't know, say a rock in your, in your chest to butterflies floating away in the sky. And just that imagination doing that in your mind helps to get the feeling of releasing. So that would be something that would be sort of going back into past experiences. For future paced things, you can um, pick on an everyday task like cleaning your teeth or putting your key in the front door. And you can picture yourself moving forwards in your life day after day, week after week, month after month, doing that everyday activity, but feeling more like you want to feel. So it's almost like performance rehearsal, as um, sports performances do when they're doing hypnotherapy. If someone wanted to improve their confidence in the future, then would, would, would could you do that? Could you look at that in a, in a hypnotherapy session? Yeah, definitely. We'd look at the the things that they want. You know, what does what does confidence mean to them? How would they know when they feel confident? So they might say, "Oh, I feel like I could stand up in front of uh, people and and talk easily without feeling embarrassed or worrying if I go wrong." Or it might be that they feel more confident in a job interview or something like that. So if it's specific, we can rehearse that. They can picture it. They can imagine it. They can see themselves doing it. We can also use other tools and techniques. Um, I've done a lot of study on uh, NLP, neuro-linguistic programming, which means that the way you're speaking to yourself, whether it's actually out loud or inside your internal dialogue in your head, affects the way you you feel. So you can change the way you're speaking to yourself. And if we're all honest, we're all speaking to ourselves probably far more negatively than we would to those around us. So if we change the way we speak to ourselves and we start to believe what we're saying by keep saying it over and over again, it starts to filter through. It's much like, you know, when you were small and you used to say your times tables over and over again, you didn't really think about how much 10 times 10 equals. You just said it and said it and said it until it was in there. So that's how um, affirmations, you say affirmations over and over again and you start to shift your belief system. Interesting. So is... Is hypnotherapy about looking to the future rather than delving into the past? Um, it really depends on the client. Um, during the initial consultation and asking all the right questions, I think you can see uh, what a client would like to do. Some people don't want to go back to past experiences. You know, they don't feel comfortable um, and they just don't want to do that. And some people would rather work in the present and deal with how they're feeling today and in this moment. And some people like to think forwards and have future paced things. So it really depends on what the client feels comfortable with and also how how deep they're willing to delve into their own issues. If somebody wants to come to see me for, uh, for example, driving test confidence, you know, we can do that on quite a superficial level. We can make them feel quite confident and off they go. But after a few sessions, sometimes they, they'll say to me, well, it may be not just about driving test confidence. It might be confidence in other areas. It might be confidence in their relationships. And then we'll talk on a conscious level. That's where the, the psychotherapy comes from, as you're talking it through on a conscious level. Sometimes you realize, well, where did that first start? When did you first feel like that? What was going on at the time? Because we weren't born with these things, these things we learn. So often as a, as a sort of evolving process, when we're going through sessions, 
clients come to me with a presenting symptom and we can deal with that. But sometimes when they've had a couple of sessions, they start to sort of have different doors opening up, different connections in their mind and think, oh, well, if I can deal with that, perhaps I can go back and deal with when it first came up and what caused it and go a little bit further back in time. But as I say, every client is different. Some people don't want to go back to past experiences. Thank you. And, and you've already touched on this, but I wonder if you could tell us a little bit more about how hypnotherapy actually works. So what happens to to the to the brain? What what is the science behind it? Yeah, so what happens is when you when you're physically relaxed, so if you've ever listened to a relaxation CD, if you've ever done a, a yoga class, sometimes there's a relaxation at the end. And that can be it's what we call a progressive muscle relaxation. So the person that's getting you to relax would say relax your eyes your nose your head your shoulders all the way down to your toes and what happens when your body is physically relaxed as I said your conscious mind somewhat closes down so you're less aware of the the immediate environment around you so you're less aware of say the wallpaper or the odd car passing by or sounds so you, you go somewhere between asleep and awake, but it's perfectly safe and the client's completely in control. When they get to that level, it's been proven that your subconscious mind is much more open to suggestions and they're open to any suggestions. So if you've ever fallen asleep listening to the news and there's horrible things going on in the world, or if you've fallen asleep listening to you know, horror films in the background, it can really impact on how you feel. So obviously ethically we would only give positive suggestions but when you're in that relaxed state your subconscious mind can really absorb them and um, take them on board and and shift your belief system so you shift from where you what your belief system was before to the things that you want to believe and that's why it's really important for myself and my clients to establish where they want to go, get to one of the questions that I ask is how will myself and my client know when they've got to where they want to get to and that can be different for every single client so um yeah that's 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 interesting looking at the outcome before we've got there but you've got to know what your what your goals are would you say hypnotherapy is a you know supplementary therapy so you'd have it alongside another type of therapy um i think it depends what your um what your issue is and what you're dealing with as i say if it's i've seen people for uh, smoking for weight loss if it's just changing a habit then it's quite um easy quite simple to do with just hypnotherapy if you were looking at going back to a very traumatic past i've seen clients that have been physically sexually abused i've seen clients that have been bullied when they were younger or, or um people that have been burgled or mugged if you if you want to go back and, and release something that's a little bit more traumatic a little bit more intense then it's it's good to do a combination of the hypnotherapy and psychotherapy are there any risks to hypnotherapy so i know i was looking on the nhs website earlier and it says don't use hypnotherapy if you have psychosis or certain types of personality disorders as it could make the condition worse yeah i mean one of the things that i have to do in my uh, initial consultation is go through a checklist and those are the things that you know that they said that it, it it's uh, sort of messing with your mind and if you've already got psychosis and you've got some serious problems then the hypnotherapist isn't the person to be seen um, but yes it, it, it can de definitely help with most things and most people that haven't got um, serious mental health um, 
problems can be, can benefit from it definitely. I just wondered if you could tell me what the success rate of hypnotherapy is because obviously you know other treatments like EMDR therapy is incredibly evidence based and and perhaps hypnotherapy isn't so much. Yeah, I, I accept what you're saying. There's, there's not so much uh, scientific research. Um, all I can tell you is that I've been practicing since 2004 must have seen thousands of clients now and I don't think there's been any client that I haven't been able to help in some way. Um, They might not have completely achieved exactly what they were uh, looking for within the first appointment but several appointments later they've definitely got to where they want to get to. So it's a combination of being willing to uh, um, notice what you need to change and and want to change it because if the client doesn't really want to change it if they're just coming along uh, for example, if, if somebody comes along and says, oh, my other half wants me to give up smoking and I don't think it's going to work, but I'm here anyway, that's not going to work very well. But if they if they really want to make those changes, then definitely hypnotherapy can help you. It's about a, a triangle of how you think, how you feel and how you behave. And you can start at any one of those points on the triangle and make a positive impact on the others. You mentioned that you can also, you know, work with a client that's perhaps had a traumatic uh, event in their life. What would the techniques that you use then in hypnotherapy to to go back to such a traumatic event? So the first and foremost thing is to make sure that they've got a safe place in their mind that they can come back to should anything get too upsetting or too traumatic for them because obviously that's not what we want to achieve. We don't want to go back and feel the full blown version of the of the feeling so the first thing we do is get them to think of a a place where they feel really safe and really comfortable and it might be in my therapy room reclining in my chair or it might be in their bed at home or sitting on the sofa watching tv wherever their safe place is so whilst they're in that deep relaxation you would say if ever you if if you feel uncomfortable anything gets too upsetting at any time you can bring yourself back to your safe place and you can feel completely safe And then you would say, let's go back. Sometimes you can ask clients to think about um, spatially where they where they think time is. So where they think the past is and the future is. Some people think the past is from the left and the future is to the right. Some people think the past is behind them and the future lies in front of them. So you can actually get them to point to where the past is, where the future is. And there's various techniques that you can use to get them to go back in time. You can imagine that they you can ask them to imagine that they're watching a an old black and white movie and the calendar's going backwards or the clocks are going backwards you can also do um, a scan where you can ask them to um, have their index finger being controlled by their subconscious mind and you can count back in years and you can say on that year was there any experience that would be useful to be released and if their finger raises then their subconscious mind is communicating that that would be a good thing to be released obviously the older the person is the longer that takes to go back year by year by year so you can just say to the client you know you can go back quite easily quite quickly in your mind to anything that you feel deep down in your instinct would be good to be released can everyone be hypnotized? Yeah, that's that's a question I get asked quite a lot, actually, because a lot of people say, oh, no, you wouldn't be able to hypnotize me. And everybody can be hypnotized uh, if they want to be. And it, as I say, it's just a, a level of relaxation. And you only have to reach a very slight level of relaxation to achieve a hypnotherapy, uh, a hyp- hypnotherapy benefit, really. 
can hypnosis be permanent? Uh, no, it, well, unless it's uh, undone at the end. So when, when you finish the, the session, you know, if you've asked them to go back in time to a certain time, perhaps you've asked them to remember what it was like when they were at school and you've said, can you imagine, you know, what the room looks like, what the blackboard looked like, what the teachers, what the other children looked like. When you finish that, it's your ethical responsibility to bring them back to the present. It's called a termination at the end of the session. So you bring them back to, uh, you know, the normal, the now time. And it's very important to, to do that. Otherwise, you know, they could go out thinking, oh, do I still feel like I'm still at school? So, yes, of course, that's that's an important uh, part to finish off at the end of a session. So can you actually, you know, get stuck then in terms of being hypnotized? Obviously, if you're working with people that perhaps aren't, you know, ethical, could, could, there, be a, could there be a dangerous side to it if you were stuck in, in, in that state? I think, yeah, I think it wouldn't do you any good if you, you know, if you, if you, I mean, obviously you wouldn't all the time think you were still five years old at school, but it would mess with your mind if you, if you hadn't seen somebody who was qualified and working to a code of ethics under a governing body to bring you back out to a normal waking state at the end of it. Equally, if you've got somebody really, really deeply relaxed and, you know, they're not asleep, but they're somewhere between awake and asleep, it's important that you get them back up to an alert, bright, um, fully awake state before they uh, before you terminate the session and they leave. So you have to make sure that you bring them back to the right level, the level that they were at, you know, before they started. I just wondered if you talk during, if the client actually talks during a hypnotherapy session and how long they tend to last. So most appointments that I do are an hour long. Uh, the hypnosis part doesn't tend to be the whole hour because once the client arrives and we talk about, you know, how they've done since the last appointment and what we're looking to achieve in the appointment that they're in at that time. So the the, hypnothera- the hypnosis part could be anything from 40 minutes to five minutes. It just depends on the particular client and what it is we're, we're, we're trying to achieve. Some clients talk quite easily um, in hypnosis. And if you make the suggestion that you can stay, you know, as deeply relaxed as you are, but you'll be able to speak quite easily without losing the depth of your relaxation, Often clients find the first couple of times they go to speak a little bit when you when you wake up in the morning and you think, oh, is, is my voice there? And you maybe have to clear your throat. But yeah, they can speak quite easily, which is which is useful because they can tell me how they're feeling and what you know. If we're doing um, metaphor work, they can imagine what they're seeing and they can explain it to me. And I'm making notes of it all the time, so it's quite helpful if you can communicate with with speech. Yes. How many sessions do you need? That's another question that I get asked all the time, and it's a bit like how long is a piece of string because it really depends on the client. It depends on how well they respond. It depends on how deeply they allow themselves to relax, and it depends on the issue that they're dealing with. As I say, some of the some of the quicker um, things to deal with would be smoking, weight loss, um, driving test nerves, that sort of thing. But the people that are are doing deeper stuff that may be uh, traumatic experiences from the past, that might take longer. It depends how deep-rooted it is and how much it's affecting them. So um, you can kind of tell on the first couple of sessions uh, how deeply a client will allow themselves to relax. And obviously, the deeper they allow themselves to relax, the more effective it works. 
And that that comes uh, with with the rapport that you build up. You know, they know it's confidential. Hopefully they feel safe. Hopefully they know it's a warm, friendly environment and you just really want to help. That's my aim. So over time, they open up and they allow themselves to relax more. Some people, as I said, will only only achieve a very slight level of relaxation. So that client might take a little bit longer to achieve uh, their the goals that we've agreed on. And you've touched on this before, but what are the benefits then uh, of hypnotherapy, if you were to spell it out? Um, I think it's you can change any behaviour that you recognise that you, you want to change. You can change your belief system and you can think and feel and behave in any way that you would like to. So... You can take back your control and you can also choose your reactions to things. So I often say to clients, obviously, I can't change your circumstances, but I can change you from feeling stressed or anxious or worried to feeling calm and relaxed and confident. Is, is, is there a way that we can be more in touch with our subconscious minds generally in, in life? Um, yeah, I think I think your subconscious mind really is your instinct. So, you know, if your instinct is telling you something you know, to be wary of something or to go ahead and do something. I think we, I think if we tuned into our instinctual feelings more, our, our subconscious mind would be able to communicate with us much more easily. You know, those instincts have been there for thousands and millions of years and we tend to ignore them these days. We tend to think, oh, we need to give that person another chance or perhaps I'm being silly about this. But I really think that if we, if we tune in and listen to our instincts, I think that's our subconscious mind talking to us. So if, if a client has a, 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 a you know, four or five sessions, whatever they, they need, presumably this go back to, to normal life and, and, and continue, right? Yeah, I mean, once we've achieved them to get to where they want to get to in terms of how they're thinking, how they're feeling and how they're behaving, then they say to me, I don't need to come anymore. I'm feeling great. You know, we've got where I wanted to get to. I don't need to come. And often I give them tools and techniques that they can practice while we're working together on in between sessions so they've kind of got a little toolbox of things that they can go to should situations get more challenging because we all know that life can get more challenging and um, sometimes people will see me for three or four sessions and I won't hear for them from maybe five years and then their circumstances will change maybe a family member's ill maybe somebody's lost their job and something will happen and they'll think, oh, I think I could do with some more help, but in a slightly different way. And they'll come back to me. Is there a difference between hypnosis and hypnotherapy? Yes, uh, hypnotherapy has a therapeutic benefit. Hypnosis is just uh, relaxation and, and tapping into that subconscious mind. So hypnosis is more what you see um, when it's sort of more of a party trick or, or a stage entertainment thing hypnotherapy does have a therapeutic benefit in terms of the media representation of hypnotherapy and obviously we've moved a long way from the 80s and you know the the, the stage shows on television and the, the kind of comedy moments of people being hypnotized i just wondered what your thoughts were around how the media now represent hypnotherapy I think it's become a lot more mainstream um, and a lot more widely accepted. I know that uh, GPs that I've spoken to are very open to uh, suggesting that uh, their patients come for um, non-smoking or for weight loss. And I think that um, it's much more in the mainstream uh, psyche. People understand it more and there's less of that idea that somebody's going to click their fingers and get you to do something and control your mind. 
I just wondered if you've had if you've had hypnotherapy yourself, Julia. I did have hypnotherapy. I had hypnotherapy back in my twenties. Um, I used to do snowboarding, and I was really scared of falling and hurting myself. So it was sort of holding me back somewhat. So I went to see a hypnotherapist to have have me feel a bit more confident and brave when I was snowboarding. She had me picture uh, something in my mind, in my imagination. And then one day when I was on the mountain and I was snowboarding quite confidently and it it was almost like a snapshot of what I'd imagined in my mind. And it it really it actually inspired me to train to be a hypnotherapist. That's what started it off. And presumably it's quite a lengthy process to, to train as a hypnotherapist. Yeah, the training that I did was with the National College of Hypnotherapists and Psychotherapists. And it, it's it's a four year diploma. Um, they do a foundation uh, course and then you do uh, the diploma following on from that. So, yes, it is quite a lengthy course, but very enjoyable, very interesting. And, and just as we come towards the end of the, the podcast now, what you would say, Julia, to anyone listening to this that perhaps is struggling a little bit? Yeah, we're in, we're in very difficult times right now. And um, many, many people are finding it really challenging because there's so many changes and there's so much uncertainty. So I would suggest that if anybody's thinking of getting any help, I would definitely get some help because, you know, there's there's no stigma attached in, in asking a professional to help you. And whether it's hypnotherapy or any other kinds of therapy, if it can have you uh, feeling better and being happier, you know, life's very short. I would say go ahead and do it. And and obviously, you know, we are both based in the UK and we have listeners all over the world. But just how would you go about finding a, a hypnotherapist? I mean, would you would the Internet be a, a starting point? Yeah, you, you can always go on the Internet and, and find a hypnotherapist. But you need to check that they are part of a governing body and that they've done the appropriate qualifications. So, you know, you'd be safe and well looked after. Thank you. And just a final question, Julia. I just wondered if you had the chance to give yourself some advice, uh, your, your younger self. I would probably say be kinder to yourself because we, as I said earlier, we often speak to ourselves with our internal dialogue in a far harsher way than we would speak to anybody else. So if we can speak to ourselves, whether it's our internal dialogue or even out loud, in a, in a kinder, more accepting way, we'd all feel a little bit more self-assured bit more at ease and and a lot happier I think. Julia thank you so much for talking to us today it's really interesting to hear the the, the fascinating work that you do. Thank you for having me. 